Welcome to the Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast, where we talk about little changes that can mount great change in your personal finances and life. I am your host, John Glazer, and I am a financial doofus. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing today? My name is John Glazer, and I'm glad you're going to be joining us today as we are hitting episode six of the Stop Being a Financial Doofus podcast. And we're going to talk today about what to do with extra money. So as everybody should know by now, there's a stimulus check coming to you if you haven't received it, if you fall in a certain category of uh, Americans. And uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. But um, I want to talk about what do you do when you get extra money, like the stimulus check or tax returns or bonuses or overtime or anything else that you might be experiencing in life. Maybe not now, but in the future. So I'm excited to talk about this today because this is one of the big habits that I personally had to learn to break in my own financial life. And uh, I'm sure many of you are listening are in the same boat. I used to be one of those guys that um, when you got extra money. I had it spent before it actually um, left the, like got into my bank account. If I knew it was coming, I had it in my head. It was going to blah. And usually it wasn't something that I needed. It was something that I wanted. And looking back on it, I wish, um, you know, I'm 45 years old now. And if I would have started that habit back when I was 20, um, life could probably look a lot different if I would have taken any extra money that I ever had and put it to something that was worthwhile. So I don't know about you, but when I, uh, when there's extra money, you know, tax returns, bonuses, overtime, any kind of like the stimulus check that you're going to have coming, if you have that coming to you, um, it's easy to spend it before you get it. But today we're going to talk about what that mindset should look like for you, depending on what you are going through in your uh, financial life and and where you should be looking at putting that money, um, depending on your personal situation. Um, again, this is all just advice. You do what you do, but um, I'm just trying to give you some ideas of and some guidance to where you um, where, where you should spend your money or how you should look at spending your money. Uh, at the end of the day, it's your decision. It's your, it's your money. But uh, as a financial personal financial coach, one of my goals is to help you make decisions with uh, where your money should go and how you should be spending it. So as you all know, um, if unless you've been living under a rock and you haven't been paying attention to anything, uh, many Americans are going to be getting a stimulus check if you haven't received it already. My wife and I actually received ours this past week. Uh, most Americans can expect a check of $1,200 or $2,400 if you're married and filed jointly on your taxes. Um, if you make less than $75,000 a year, you are eligible for this, but there's also a staggered breakdown so that if you make like 100000 you might not get the whole 1200 but it, it staggers down. And I'm going to post a link that will, uh, you know, you can put in your income from 2019 and 2018 or whatever, and uh, it will tell you how much you are eligible for. You also get $500 per child, which is a, another good little uh, addition to that. So, um, so our family, you know, we have a married wife, I have a wife uh, and two kids, and so, we received $3,400 and it did show up 
straight up in our bank account through direct deposit. We filed our taxes every year. I've even already filed our taxes for 20, um, from the 2019 year. Um, there is no true indication that if you haven't filed your taxes in 2019, that you'll get your uh, money slower or faster. I've asked that question to some uh, financial coaches that I work with um, that I like, that are partnered with me and um, we all were in agreement that we don't think there's a speediness to this um, if you filed your 2019 taxes, but um, it could help. We don't know, like there's no true thing to that. Um, if you've never done a direct deposit before, um, that's gonna be um, a key to getting your money faster. If you're waiting for a check, it's gonna be slower just naturally because they're gonna do the direct deposits first because it's, it's cheaper and faster and quicker because they already have that information in there. Like I said, we, we filed our taxes and any kind of return that we've had in the past, we've always uh, put in our direct deposit information into our tax return and we get that money right away. Um, well, usually two to three weeks after we file. But if that money is our, if that, that information is already with the IRS, then they have it and they can send that money to you right away. Um, I'm also going to, in the comments, uh, if you're following me on Facebook Live, in the comments section, I will post some links, one of them being the irs.gov coronavirus economic impact payments link. And there you can go and actually um, add your um direct deposit information if they don't have that because you haven't had to pay taxes for whatever reason. Um, we're not getting into the whys or whatever of taxes right now. We're getting into if you are due this money, how do you get it the fastest way? Because some of you might need that money and you might need it sooner than later. So my hope is that we can help you. I can help direct you to wherever you need to go so that maybe you can get that money faster if you haven't received it already. So once you get that money, what are you going to do with it? You know, like that's the big question. All right. So um, I got four points here that I want to talk about really quickly here um, about how to look at what you're going to do with this money. First one, don't spend it before you get it, right? Um, don't even budget the money before it hits your account. You don't want to... Um, you don't want to know what is going on and what actually happens. You you run a, like so you run into a danger of budgeting money when you don't have it and you overspend and have no way to pay for it. For example, and I've done this before I was like when I was, uh, you know, before I stopped being a financial doofus, I would do this often because like I said, I had that money coming to me. I knew a bonus was coming, a tax return or whatever. It was a big lump sum that was coming and I would spend it before I even had to take my bank account. So I would see some extra money coming in and I would spend it before, you know, before I got it, you know, maybe use a credit card and said, Oh, you know, I've got $3,000 coming to me. I'm going to go buy blah, you know, and a new TV stereo, uh, whatever that is, that big ticket item that you really want, not that you need, but you want. And I would use a credit card to put it on and I'll say, you know, as soon as it comes in, I'll pay it off with the credit card. But then something happens, something holds it up. Like maybe that bank account wasn't linked correctly, or maybe the check was held up in processing or whatever. And you don't get the money and you end up 
going past the time where you had to pay for it. You don't have that money in your account to pay for it. And you end up spending uh, more money on it because you have to pay the interest on that purchase. Especially if you use it, you tried to front the money with a credit card. Usually you're going to be looking at a 15 to 20%, maybe even higher depending on your interest rate on your credit card for that purchase. It's not worth it. You know, uh, wait, wait, whatever it is that you need to buy can probably wait unless it's a need. Like I need food on the table, but that's a different story and that's a different circumstance. Um, but wait, don't, you know, if you're getting money from the stimulus or whatever might be coming your way, and I'm not even talking right now with the, the current times that we're in, I'm talking even once we get past these times and what you're going to be looking at for that mindset to not be spending before you actually have it. So just don't do it. Uh, just wait. You can spend it. You, you can't spend it until you get it. So don't budget it until you get it either. Because once you've budgeted it and you put it into whatever budget form that you use, I use a, a program called You Need a Budget where I give every dollar a job. Um, once I put it in there, I think that I have that money because I live off my budget, not off my bank account. And if you're living off of a budget and you actually budgeted for something that's not in your bank account, you don't have that money and you're going to overspend in your budget. So just wait. Number two is ask yourself, what does this money need to do for me right now? That's a big question for, and for many of us, it's all over the place. Some of us, you have all your essentials covered, your food, your shelter, utilities, whatever it is, and you're rocking and rolling and you're ready to go. So, you know, you can do something different than your month with that money that might be coming in with a stimulus check than somebody that, um, that doesn't have that. You know, maybe your loan payments are covered and um, all your student loans, or your credit card payments, your car loans. Um, but if you're in a state of hardship, I mean, like if, if loans are a problem, maybe you need to call your loan, the person that loaned you that money, that bank, that creditor or whatever, and set up an arrangement. Everybody that is hurting right now it's going to be understandable to a certain extent and it's going to be easier for you to negotiate with creditors if you call in advance and negotiate with them now than just ignoring the problem. Trust me, if you go back to podcast number one of my podcast and listen to my story of um, being a financial doofus, it went to the point of ignoring creditors to getting my taxes taken away from me for years because that money went to pay my creditors because I ignored the creditors' phone calls, I ignored the, 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 uh, the mail, whatever it was that they were sending me, I ignored it and it caught up to me. Don't let it ca catch up to you. I promise you, in spite of, you know, not every creditor is perfect, not every, I can't speak to everyone, but my experience has been when I am, up front and say, this is what's going on. They are more likely to work with me and help me get to where I need to be that can be beneficial to me and beneficial to them. If I call them and I say, Hey, my payment right now is $300 a month. I have no job. Can I pay you $50 a month for the time being? I guarantee you, most creditors, not all, I can't speak to everyone, they will say, I'll take your $50 and then we'll figure it out once you start getting your job back and, and things get better. 
right? Because they would rather you do something than do nothing. Don't ignore the problem. That just makes it worse for you. And it makes it harder for you to negotiate once things get escalated. So if it's with your regular bank and it hasn't gone to collections yet, then you're better off trying to get it there because once it goes to collections, the, um, the amount of negotiation power you have is a lot less than when you have, um, when it, before it gets to that point. So just call them, talk to them, negotiate with them, tell them the situation they're going to understand over the last three weeks, 20 million Americans have lost their jobs. And if that's one of you, or if you've been furloughed or, you know, whatever, they're going to have to understand and help you with making arrangements, right? So um, could you, another thing that you could do with your money, this money, if once you get it is, could you budget for essentials down in the future? One of the things that we like to do, or I'm trying to do, or we are trying to do, I should say as a family in our budget is to budget future months because we don't know how long this is going to last and we don't know what the future holds. Our jobs, my wife and I's jobs are pretty uh, consistent and I don't think there's going to be any problems and I come wood, but I, I want to anticipate that if something were to happen and there would be a hiccup to whatever we get paid for our jobs that we are paying future months so that we have a little bit of a cushion, right? Uh, I've had some people say, if you have a lump sum of money, then you can go invest it. Um, my personal opinion on that, it just depends on where you are and what your situation is. I don't know if that's the best idea right now. Cause once you go and invest it, you can't get that money back very easily without taking some kind of penalties, right? I'm not telling you, you can't, um, I just would recommend that you really consider what your situation is before you do that. All right. Um, and the other thing is you can make your, you can fatten the, the places that you need to fatten, like, uh, the emergency fund, uh, car repair fund, um, uh, you know, your, in, you know, medical insurance that you, for, can, you know, costs that could come up in the future, put more money in those line items in your budget so that if those kind of things come up, you have that money sitting there and you're ready to go, you know, um, have a rainy day fund, uh, you know, or, or maybe even put, a, put some money away for vacation. If you're in a good situation, put some money away from vacation. You know, um, once we're all done with this thing, it, a lot of us are going to want a vacation. One of us to get out of the house and go do something that's not sitting around the house playing board games, which is fine. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But I, we want to get out of the house. I asked my kids today, I was like, when's the last time you guys actually went somewhere and got out of a car? And the sad thing was it was the weekend that this all started over a month ago. It was the weekend of spring break for them, which would have ended in March 8th. They've been in the car, they've gone to places, but they've never gotten out of the car. And that's just like, man, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's just like, you got to do what you got to do. But that being said, our hope is that once this is over with, we can find something to do and somewhere to go as a family to, uh, to, you know, kind of enjoy it. Right. Number three. So ask yourself, will like this money help boost my, uh, my, my fan financial immune system, you know? So if you're broke, use the money to buy food, pay rent, 
pay your electric bill, whatever you have to do to keep the lights on and keep your family fed. Take care of the family first. Don't go out and buy a TV. If you're one of those people that's broke, that's got no job, that has no savings, don't go out and buy a TV or something that you want. This is not the time to buy what you want. You know, it's easy to say, you know, if you're a family of four and you're getting $3,400, $3,400 is a lot of money for a lot of people. And, and it's easy to go, oh man, I got $3,400. Let's go buy, you know, a brand new hundred inch TV, you know, I mean, but that's not what you need right now. If you're struggling, if you're calling those uh, loan creditors and saying, Hey, I need to extend my payments or lower my payments for right now. If that's you, you need to be strategic with your money. You need to put that money away um, and buy the groceries or whatever that you need to do to take care of your family or to just take care of yourself if you're single. Uh, if you have some money right now, consider boosting your savings. If, you, if you're in a good situation, your job's steady, you're getting a paycheck and you're, this, is, this, is, this is extra money, but you're not like living lavishly or anything, consider boosting your savings, adding some more money to your emergency fund. Start um, funding some future months. Like I said that we've been doing in our, like ourselves. You know, they say that you should have three to six months of, of your um, budget budgeted so that if anything were to be, happen and you were to lose your job or something catastrophic were to happen, you would have that three to six months of cushion, whether it be in savings or whether you budget it, like we actually budget. So if I am budgeting, you know, a thousand dollars a month, let's say for groceries, then I would put another thousand dollars a month to the next month and another thousand dollar month to the next month. And I just keep adding to those budget lines for future months so that I, I have that cushion. You know, I, we also put it into emergency savings or you can put it in emergency savings, whatever that is to you. Um, just put it in a place that, you know, as uncertainty settles and that you, like you can spend it, um, you can, you're not being stuck wherever you're at, you know, if something were to happen. Um, I know it's tempted to spend it, but don't, you know, my youngest daughter is like me uh, when I was growing up and, and I'm trying to teach her so much. And so, uh, so and, but she's one of those that like, as soon as she gets money from her grandparents or for her birthday or whatever it is, it burns a hole in her pocket. She's got to spend it right now. We're trying to teach her, okay, when you get $50, you have to spend, you know, you have to put X amount of dollars into savings before you can spend in any of it. And honestly, she buys all this stuff that's just like, you didn't need to buy that. But don't let this money burn a hole in your pocket. Put it away, sit on it for a little bit. If you don't know exactly where you want it to go, it's okay to put it into a, like a, a savings until you figure out what you want to do. Um, if your finances are super solid, you've got like, like all your three to six months set up, you've got your emergency fund is rocking and rolling. Um, you're maxing out your retirement savings or you're paid off your house or whatever. If you're like awesome with your money and you've been awesome for all these years. And so this time that you're in right now, um, you're not struggling. Um, consider donating whatever money you are getting extra if you're getting a stimulus check. Uh, chances are, if you're in that situation, you might not be getting a st stimulus check, but you never know. You know, like people that are making $150,000 a year, which is the combined income for a family to get the stimulus. I mean, 
they're just good with their money and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but consider donating or helping somebody in need and maybe buy their groceries for some, for a month. You know, some people are just hurting and it's easy, uh, to budget. It's, it's easy to budget it in this time. Um, and it's, it's easy to judge others in this time and say, well, why didn't they get their finances together? Well, let's figure that out later, but right now they need help. If you're on a solid financial situation, think to yourself, how maybe could you help somebody? And it doesn't mean that you got to go spend mountains and mountains of money on somebody, but you don't know how far it could go just to give somebody money or buy their groceries. You know, it, it, like people are sharing on social media, you know, and some are sharing their hearts and some of them are sharing where they're actually at. And if they're saying, man, I'm just struggling, or you've heard that they're struggling, send them a text, call them up or whatever and say, Hey, I want to buy your groceries. Like, I don't like, just let me buy your groceries this week or this month or whatever that looks like to you and help them out. Because, you know, a week's worth of groceries to somebody that's in need is a huge help to somebody. And uh, it makes you feel good at the end of the day as well. So, you know, if you're in that position where your finances are solid, consider, you know, helping somebody else out because there's a lot of people that are in need right now and that are struggling and that are hurting. And it's no, no fault of their own. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody, you know, uh, knew that, you know, we always knew probably in a, in a sense that something like this could happen, but we never believed it would actually happen. And here we are. And uh, it is what it is. So um, then that last thing, number four, is give every dollar a job. This is one of the rules for you need a budget, which is the budget software that I use, like I said. But it's also something that we live in our own household. Uh, we do a zero dollar budget. We give every dollar that comes into our account a job. Um, some of it, uh, you know, some of you might need to pay rent and give it every job, like one of those dollars to rent, to mortgage, to buy your groceries to paying down debt, investing, adding to future months, spending, whatever that is, give every dollar a job. Just don't let it sit there and fester and not know where you're going to be giving it or putting it, right? Um, even if it means putting it in savings right now so that you can figure out what you're going to do with it. Don't need to jump at anything. You don't need to make some hasty decision, but give every dollar a job and don't let it sit there uh, with no... Um, no reason or rhyme or reason. All right. So anyway, I hope this helped you think about what you maybe considered to do with your extra cash right now. I mean, and just because of the times doesn't mean you have to change when this is over. I mean, I've said this before in several of my other podcasts, and I know it sounds weird that I started these podcasts when this all started, but I wanted to start these podcasts a year ago. And uh, finally was like, okay, it's time to start. And then this happened and I was honestly struggling. I was like, I was, you know, maybe I won't do this right now. Maybe it's not the right time. But then I've thought about it. I'm like, no, it's the perfect time. Um, just get, get it out there. Start sharing my heart. Start sharing where um, I can help people. And if that's you and I'm hopefully helping you um, and, and you have any other questions or want any more advice or help with your personal finances, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my, you can contact me on email at John, J-O-H-N, at Financial Doofus, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L, 
D-O-O-F-U-S.com, John at financialdoofus.com. And I would love to set up a, you know, it's a consultation, it's free. And we'll spend an hour on the phone and just go over whatever your goals are and see how maybe I can assist you with creating those habits and choices and look at where you're at and where you want to be. And um, also I've been posting links to a, a, a group called Accountable Live. It's a group of like-minded coaches that I work with um, that are also personal financial coaches. And we've been putting together these weekly, um, well, actually, they've almost been daily, several times a day, different topics and everything. And I'll post that link in the, in the uh, show notes too, also um, on the Facebook Live session where you can go to Accountable Live and there's all these different topics, um, personal finance, business finance, um, you know, but it's a group of coaches that are doing Zoom calls and you can go on there and ask your questions. It's totally free. There's no sales pitch to it. I'm going to be honest. I've been on a number of these and we don't try and sell you anything. We're just there to, to listen and help and point you in the right direction if we can. Um, if it gets start getting complex, we might go one-on-one -on -one or something, but, um, yeah, the, there, it's an awesome, awesome time to get on and, and get some help and ask some questions. Um, also, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're getting something out of it. And then if you know somebody that this might help, please share the podcast um, and, and subscribe. To share, all you have to do is go to on the Apple podcast is to click the three little dots on the show and uh, click share, and then you can share it. You can also click those three little dots and subscribe, and then you'll be informed anytime future podcasts come up. So um, my name is John Glazer. Um, Stop being a financial doofus is the podcast. I'm so glad you were here with us for our episode today. So that's it for today. I hope this helps. And on your way out, I want to just encourage you to uh, continue to stop being a financial doofus and do whatever you have to do to make your family stronger and more financially secure. <laughs>